Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. never turned on. Okay, there we go. Well, this is, all, this is an interesting thing, Rob. Thank you very much for helping us out. My pleasure. Someone turned the console off that controls the microphones, and I didn't notice that it wasn't all lit up because I was talking to our guest co-host this morning, Carrie Albright. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, nice to Joe. see you, sir. Ma'am, rather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you since our days on the Sunbury Community Hospital Board, I don't think. I know, Joe, and I'm just so humbled and honored to be asked a co-host, and I'm in, the, in, in front of a living legend, you in our local area. How have you been? Well, I'm not, I, I can't possibly live up to that. I'm hanging in there. How about you? Well, good. How, the, how's the three-way going? Is your Are you still working on that? Oh, yeah, we're still working yeah. on it. It's, uh, it's coming along very well. As a matter of fact, if they don't run out of money, it'll be uh, done by 2025. Are you going to be the first one across it? If I'm living, I hope to uh, be. <laughs> the bridge, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. I, may, I will be living when the bridge is open, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know about the rest of the project. We'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> on the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at W www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. It is an open phones day, so anything is fair game as always. And On The Mark, which is brought to you, as I said, by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more at www.sunburymotors.com. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks and a master towing service with decades of experience. You can find them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials, and you can build a Ford, a Ford car, or truck to your specifications. And be sure to click on the coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. The Sunbury Motor Company, happy to bring you on the mark. Well, maybe they're happy. Maybe some days they're not so happy to bring you they're on the They're great. Line. My family has bought cards from them, and they're always so wonderful. Yes, they are. Tom is terrific. I couldn't agree with you yeah. more. Listen, you are a, uh, a liberal. Is that unfair not to say? Not at all. Joe, you might be surprised, and many will be disappointed to hear. I voted for Trump in 2016, and prior to this year, I have never voted for a Democrat for president. And um, I was registered Republican most of my life. So I think of myself as very moderate. I take in information. I make my decisions based on information I have. And I did change my party this year so that I could vote in the primary for Democrats and uh, back to independent, though, before I voted for uh, uh, Joe Biden for president. Oh, so okay. it's not fair to say I'm a liberal. Um, I think people peg me as that because of my former role. So is it fair to say you're confused? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> confused by so much information and, you know, the inability to really digest it all and to trust sources in some cases. Um, but I have friends that I talk about things with. I have a husband who is on, you know, I'd like to talk at some time about things that bring us together and we have in common. I mean, is anybody else out there with anybody else near divorce these last four years because they had one? <laughs> set of set of beliefs about politics and their spouse had another um, my husband is you know is on the opposite end of the spectrum with me regarding politics 
And so um, it was interesting. Well, since you're in the middle, which way does he go, left or right? He goes right. Okay. He goes right. And it's, you know, I love him to death, and, and that kind of supersedes everything. But it is not easy. How, how are you and your wife? Do you guys feel the same oh, about Oh, yeah, we do. But our son and daughter-in-law are on the other side of the spectrum. Which and side? They're left. on the left. We're yeah. on the right. So, but you know, we raised, I like to think we raised our son to think for himself. And yep. we, uh, I told him once that we are not at all disappointed he didn't turn out to be a carbon copy of us. Yeah. I think people need to think for themselves. They need to hear both sides of the story. They need to actually be open to both sides of the story. And what I'm seeing now is that a lot of people are not open to hearing the other side. They want to, it's my way or the highway with a lot of people who are out there right now on both sides of the political spectrum. I'm so glad you said that because I, in my experience, I hear people say things and just because they say things, Things, they think it's truth, but it's not necessarily. It's an opinion, and um, and so I I agree completely. People need to be open, and not just about politics, Joe, but everything else. Uh, you know that that is slightly or even more controversial, whether it's a human service issue, a social justice issue, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, blue blue lives matter, um, whatever it is. I think that people need to stay open and seek out sources of information that provide a fuller picture rather than just very, you know, you sent me articles in prep for today's show, and one of them is heavily, you know, influenced by Fox News contributors and, and what they say about things, and, you know, I'm going to disregard that email. Well, <laughs> you do though so at your own peril yeah, because yeah. I'm going to bring it up. Well, you could bring it up, but, but you know, I just think that I think that we need to seek out different sources uh, for our, to be more fully informed. Well, let's talk about Joe Biden for a minute. You said you voted for him. You know, what's interesting to me, and, and I've said on this program many times before that I think one of our biggest problems is the blurring of the lines between news and commentary. Mm -hmm. And it's the media's fault because they stick, they, they report a story, then they bring people in to analyze the story, which mm -hmm. means we have the news over here and then followed immediately by commentary. And so people are confused about what they hear. But Joe Biden has again refused to take questions from anyone who isn't on his approved list. And that bothers me. I think the president of the United States, whether you love Donald Trump or hate him, he took every question. He took every angry Jim Acosta's question and shout. That's not true. He threw him out of the out of the White House press room. But let him back in. Yeah, but you know, you said Jim, you said Joe Biden refuses. I don't know that to be true, Joe. Um, I, I don't know that to be true. Ask Peter Ducey, the Fox News Peter correspondent Ducey who called. Peter is not a credible him. source of information to me. Really? Not at all. He's not a at good all. journalist. And he got his job because his dad, you know, Steve is a, has been a morning show guy there forever. I, it's not, he's not a credible source of information to me. Well, he's a reporter. He's not a source of information. And if he asks a question and reports on the answer, how is that not credible? Um, I don't know that he has the full, all the information. Um, I listened to... But he asked a simple question. He asked him about the investigation into his son, Hunter. And, you know, no one... He had that press conference. Biden had that press conference, and not one of the approved reporters asked him any tough question. Did you Again, say that, that Peter asked Biden about that? He shouted that? out, because okay. Biden won't call on him. So he shout, had to shout out his question. Now, he knows he knows Ducey. Ducey's been covering him since the very beginning of his campaign. For some reason, they assigned him to Joe even before the primaries. You know, so he's been covered him. He's not a hostile guy. I mean, he was going to ask a tough question, but, but what he's not, does that not like Acosta. What does that have to do? You just brought up your son, Joe. If you were going for a job or, or going for another political job and somebody shouted out something about your son that's had troubles and addiction issues and problems in the past to you, to shout it out in the audience, 
That has nothing to do with your role, who you are, who you represent. Oh, but you're forgetting the accusations that he profited, the uh, testimony, sworn testimony by uh, Joe, uh, Tunner Biden's associate, uh, Bob Ulinsky, that Joe was involved. So, but that, uh, it's a fair question. If your son, if, if, you're, if you said you never discussed, and he did, he said he never discussed his um, overseas dealings with his son. Now, there's evidence that he did. You know, but the thing is, if Biden wants to be transparent, he's got to take the tough questions. He's got to talk to people he doesn't want to talk I, to. I don't disagree. I think that's completely reasonable. Um, I think that probably Joe Biden has had a lot of conversations that maybe he doesn't recall exactly what they are. Um, I think that it has nothing to do. Um, I think that the investigation should go forward. But you also forget that Trump and his family, his entire family, have benefited um, in, in ways of influence and power and, and money. His entire family is, is benefited but from Trump being president. Here's the difference. His kids, when they were subpoenaed or called in for investigations, they went. Hunter's not going. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I suspect that he'll be forced to at some point. He may be. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, the latest email that was obtained shows that he failed to report $400,000 in income from Burisma. The first year, one of his tax people said, we need to report on $400,000 uh, that you didn't report. We need to amend your tax return. If you had $400,000 in income from some source, you think you'd forget it? No. And that's stupid. And that's going to be found out eventually. So I, yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, I, I think that, I think that everyone who's in the position of power, who is representing the public needs to take any questions from the public that are relevant to their role and, and position on policy. So I, I do, no, I do agree. Yeah. Now let's take a look at Trump. Uh, yesterday, uh, Joe Biden crossed the electoral college threshold. He got the 200 and uh, what was it, 270 votes in the electoral college. 306, I think. No, right? that, he got the 270 yeah, needed. needed yeah. He got 306, the same number. Uh, three, was it 360 or 306? I think it was 306 okay. to 230 something. Something, something that Trump won by, by in 2016, Hillary. and he called it a landslide. Right. Well, I, I really think right now the president has got to graciously, and I don't think he'll do it, but he's got to graciously get off the stage, concede he lost the election, you know, even if he thinks it was uh, stolen from him, and I think that's probably how he assuages his own ego mm -hmm. by saying, gee, I would have won this if it hadn't been stolen from me. Joe, he won in 2016, and he still had problems with the process, and was, you know, accusatory about you know, not getting the popular right, vote. I mean, gonna, and he doesn't yeah. have a gracious bone in his body. He's not going to see. You can just judge people by their the way they behave for the last four years, and he's not going to graciously concede anything. Out of curiosity, you said you voted for him four years ago. Mm -hmm. What was the straw that broke the camel's back for you this time? Well. Um, Okay, I wrote it for him four years ago because I, I didn't have much experience with him and how he behaved. Um, and then uh, I voted for him because I'd always voted a Republican, and I voted for him specifically because I wanted change in health care. My husband's business is in health care. I wanted, I saw people with high deductibles and high co-pays not being able to be treated for things that needed to be treated for because they were forced into a policy that they could only afford to come if they were, you know, almost dying. You know, people that I know in my life that had $90 co-pays, $75 co-pays, they can't afford that when they go to the doctor. So actually Obamacare, in my opinion, had, had, had it alienated and created less access to, to child, to to uh, to uh, health care. So this time, um, I just 
it, it really was, and I voted for Biden because it didn't matter who was running against Trump. I was not going to vote for Trump. Um, I think that he behaves so immorally, and he's embarrassing. He's embarrassed our, I've traveled internationally. Um, he's an embarrassment to our country. Uh, people don't understand him. I mean, you could, you could kind of equate him to any caricature of any other president or leader in other countries. And he's, he's right there with them and people that people laugh at and it's an embarrassment um i just can't condone me voting for him would condone behavior that i find abhorrent abhorrent um somebody said the other day that you know he's like everybody's bad boss they didn't vote for him because they remind him of every somebody's boss that they just hated i i agree i've had bosses like him and it's terrible it's a terrible experience but the difficulty is i think for a lot of people uh, you may hold your nose when you vote for him but his policies were good for this country he put people back to work he brought jobs back to the United States. He's negotiated historic peace agreements in the Middle East. He pushed the, uh, and even the New York Times admits that Operation Warp Speed, which he put into effect, is a miracle, a medical miracle producing these vaccines so quickly. Joe, nobody's all bad. I don't deny that some of his policies were good, but I think he's been the most divisive, controversial president that we've had in, in my memory. Um, I've looked back and, and looked back at rhetoric and on both sides of, of the aisle way back, hundreds of years ago when presidents were running. The things that Trump says about people are so inappropriate and unprofessional for a man in his role. The things that he's done to our country in terms of race relations, we have never been more apart there. Um, he does nothing to bring people. I want a president who brings people together. I want a president who finds the commonalities among groups of people and discusses things in that way. I don't want a president who seeks to defy, divide, and that's all he does. Steve, well, I thought you were busy today, and yet you're calling in. Joe, I, I, I couldn't resist. You know, you you go so far to the right, and then you just fall off the cliff. I really, I called to, to try to bring you back to reality. Now, I have a question. Joe Biden is going to be inaugurated um, on January 20th, I believe. When When is Hunter Biden going to be inaugurated? He isn't, but if Donald no. Trump's kids were fair game because they supposedly cashed in on their daddy's name, why isn't Hunter Biden fair game? I'm not saying he's not, but, uh, you know, the way you, you're trying to make this uh, whole choice about, you know, you describe Joe Biden, and all you do is talk about Hunter Biden. Plus, this, uh, we have heard you talk over and over, really, about how Joe doesn't take the tough Questions. He doesn't. Okay. You say Donald Trump takes the tough questions. Guess what? Donald Trump is president. And so when he's walking out there to Marine One and the reporters are all around him, he's the president. He's going to take questions. I, I still disagree with you. I think Joe Biden has taken plenty of tough questions. But after Biden is inaugurated, after he becomes president... He's going to be facing uh, the same press corps that Donald Trump is facing. Uh, occasionally, he's going to appear in the White House press room. And so he will not be able to pick and choose. He'll be answering all of the questions. But he's the president-elect now. Why? What is magic about suddenly becoming the president? If you're the president-elect, don't people have a right to know where you stand and what you believe and what you're going to do? Yeah, but well, that's not, very interesting because there's three things right there: what you believe, what you're going to do it, and Biden has done that. When was the last time, Joe, that you visited the Donald Trump for President? 
campaign website. Listen, Steve, he was asked, do you support packing the court? His answer was, well, I'm not a fan of it. That's not a yes That's or right. no answer. That's not That's a yes wrong. or no answer. I'm not a fan of running people down with cars, but that well, doesn't mean good. I'm opposed to it. I feel better about walking in Shemokin Dam. That told you right there what he thought. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like the idea. But the question he was asked is, would you support it? That's not the answer. Right. And you know what? I I asked you a question, and you're so good, you just walked right over it. To the point I can't even remember the question I gentlemen, asked. Gentlemen, I fear that people are turning their radios to another station right now. No, <laughs> this is why they tune in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is why they tune in. Just, uh, you know, Steve and I always generate a ton of calls, don't we, buddy? <laughs> yes, we do. Carrie, uh, I will tell you, you've got your work cut out for you. Uh, you're doing a heck of a job hanging in there, and you're certainly maintaining your emotions, but sometimes I let my emotions get to me. One Thank last you, word of advice, you do not use the L word, no matter what the callers say, we're not allowed to call them liars, even if they are lying as much as that man in the White House. Okay. Uh, their opinions. Up. Thank you, Steve. I've taken up enough of your time. Thanks a lot. Have a good day, buddy. we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of On the Mark. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merce family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guys way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. And welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGrand and with me is Carrie Albright and we have a call pending but we also have a text to read. Two of them actually. One of them says I find it amazing when people say Trump is the most divisive president of the United States ever. Really? When the left has tried to remove Trump from office even before his inauguration who has been dividing this country? It isn't Trump. Wake up. Just because somebody's attacking Trump doesn't mean he's not divisive. That's not a valid argument. Okay, well, that's your opinion, and that's fair enough. And the other one said the election is contested with two groups of electors from five battleground states. This election is far from over. No, I'm sorry. What does they used to say about the opera isn't over until the fat lady sings? Yeah. Well, the fat lady is singing loud now, <laughs> right? now, And the president really should accept the results of the election. I mean, even if there was, unless there was absolute massive fraud, which I would think somebody would unearth, is, there isn't enough bad stuff that's happened to overturn the election, and I think he, if he were a reasonable guy, he would admit that and graciously bow out. And speaking of gracious people, here's our friend Eric, who always thanks us for taking this call, and we thank you for calling, Eric. Good morning, Kelly. Welcome to the show. No, it's I not don't. Kelly, it's Carrie. Carrie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, thank welcome. You, Eric. Welcome. Um, Question today. Um, I'm seeing some local restaurants who are 
essentially apparently defying the governor's order and are staying open. Uh, I'm seeing full parking lots. I've not been in. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm supportive of, of the governor. I don't understand why the total shutdown. I agree. But, um, the, the question I have is, uh, Joe, as a local official, what what's the penalty if they're caught being open? Now, I know if they have a liquor license, they can pull the license. But some of these, not all restaurants, have liquor licenses. Well, you know, I've discussed this with our police chief in Shemokin Dam, and, mm-hmm. you know, my feeling is that we're not going after anybody who, and because it's not our law to, it's not our law to enforce. It's a state law. If the okay. state police want to go in and they want to shut people down because of the governor's edict, that's fine with us. And, but and our local, market, our municipal police are not going to stand in the way of somebody making a living. And, and we're a capitalist country. If people want to support a business that's open, they will. They'll show that support. If they don't want to support a business that has defined the governor's orders, yeah. they won't so that the pop the public will speak eric are you sure those parking lots aren't filled with people go- going inside to pick up takeout orders uh no um i think the ones i think i'm not going to say names of course have been um rather defiant and they're saying hey we're staying open and uh, come on in and support us and uh yeah um so it, and it, it's not a major chain it's actually a mom and pop type thing oh good. so um well, yeah, they're the so. people who are most adversely impacted by this. You know, and now Governor, or rather uh, Mayor de Blasio, who I think is one of the biggest disasters to ever hit the, uh, an elected office in the United States of America, is saying he's going to shut New York down completely again. And th- it didn't work the first time. It's not going to work the second. Joe, what do you... Um, but, but, uh, I, I just have a question. question. I have... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead, Eric. You're more important. <laughs> God bless you. Um, the, what, what happened the first time when we shut down, it seemed like our numbers were so low. Is the counter-argument that, oh, we just didn't have the testing, so, so all these people were sick, but we didn't know it? Because I remember, like, Senator County stood at, what, 23 or 32 numbers during the shutdown for, like, weeks. And then we opened back up, and they exploded. I mean, is there a cause and effect there, or is it just because we have more testing? Well, more testing is certainly going to produce more, um, you know, more positive results because we're just taking a closer look at what's going on out there. But I don't, I, the cases would still be there whether we tested them or not. So, and if there are people are going to get sick with it, really sick with it, they'll get sick whether they've been tested or not. You know, so my concern is when I go, and I have dined out, you know, during this latest phase before the governor shut everything down again, and I've been impressed with what the restaurants that I've been in have done to keep people safe. You know, they have, uh, I did find one place that I thought was that one of my favorite places that was not following the guidelines, and I just stopped going in, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't feel safe there. But the other places I went, I felt perfectly safe. And, and I have actually said things to management. There's a Sunoco right in the corner of uh, Fairground Road and 45 in Lewisburg. I was in there one time over lunch recently where there were like six guys standing around without masks on. And um, this was like two weeks ago. And I said something to management, and she said, we can't enforce it. But I did read the policy um, that Dr. Rachel Levine has published. And businesses can enforce it. And they can allow for reasonable accommodation, ask about other you know, health issues that prevent them from wearing the mask. But in my opinion, Joe, 
if you don't wear a mask, it says a lot about your character. It shows that you don't care about others. I would venture to say that people that aren't wearing masks probably have relationship problems overall and probably have other problems. Because I can't imagine being, being with someone or friendly with someone or in a relationship with someone who simply does not wear a mask because they're being defiant about that. And, and you see people without masks. We don't know that they're not symptomatic. We don't know that they don't have COVID. And I think it's just when you wear a mask, you show respect for other people and that you care about other people around you. Uh-huh. Fair enough. I'm sure you agree with that, Eric. Absolutely. I I used the analogy before that, you know, if I walked into Walmart and I was uh, dripping blood, I'd be thrown out immediately. Well, yeah, exactly. With with a mask mask on is the same potential because you don't know. Exactly. If I didn't wear pants going into the Sunoco, they would probably throw me out. That is uh, is unsanitary, in my opinion. You know, there's an image I'll carry with me the rest of the day. (laughs) I was going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. With the mute button. <laughs> yeah, right. I had to cut somebody off yesterday, but I don't got to cut off my co-host. <laughs> hey, Eric, thank anyway, you as always. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank uh, you, appreciate Eric. it. And just a thank you to all the uh, frontline workers out there who's doing a heck of a job, and we exactly. support the work Okay. Exactly. We're coming up the end of the end of the first half hour, Al, but you got about a minute, and you're welcome to call back if you need more time. Go ahead. Uh, I find it ironic that you can't uh, follow the Constitution and people don't get all that bent out of shape. And a lot of Republicans are really wishy-washy about it. But you boy, if you don't put on a mask and you don't uh, listen to the governor when he says shut down your business and watch your dreams fade away, um, they're they're all bent out of shape about that. But when we don't follow the Constitution of the United States and the reason we're patriots and left the kings and everybody behind don't listen to 700 i mean 75 million people that have concerns about this election i think we're in a real dangerous spot okay you're well if you need to finish your thought you're welcome to call back but we're up against the end of the first segment of the program i'm joe mcgranahan with me carrie albright we're going to take a break for the news we're going to be back with local news and then another 55 minutes or so of on the mark where we invite your calls and participation 1-800-795-9565 this is wkk radio sunbury pennsylvania WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and good morning. With me is Carrie Albright today. Mark Lawrence is off on vacation and uh, Carrie has graciously agreed to come in and fill in and we're having a vibrant discussion which we invite you to participate in by calling us at one 800 795-9565 or by emailing us at onthemarketwkok.com or texting us at 70236. On the Market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. Four streets in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15.
Sunstein and Hummel's Wharf. Find out lots more about them by visiting their website at www.sunburymotors.com. And if you need service on your vehicle, they invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for tires. And they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., Saturday from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Now, what does the Sunbury Motor Company sell? They sell Ford, Hyundai, and Kia, and Lincoln cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. Doesn't matter what you got, they can take care of it for you, and all sizes of trucks. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Taking a look at the news, most of it is, as our topic this morning, COVID-related. Various COVID-19-related issues and incoming winter weather is forcing the Sealands Grove Area School District to move back to remote learning. In a letter Monday, Superintendent Dr. Frank Jankowski says the district will move to online learning starting tomorrow and will last through next Wednesday. He said Tuesday is the last day of in-person learning, that's today, before the district's holiday break. Jankowski says the decision was made based on situations throughout the district to positive cases, associated quarantining, quarantining of staff members, contact tracing, and upcoming winter weather. Evangelical Community Hospital says it will be receiving its first shipment of the Pfizer vaccine today. In a statement Monday, President and CEO Kendra Ocker says the hospital will then begin vaccine distribution on Wednesday. Those getting the first doses include providers, clinical staff, support personnel, caring for the patients in the hospital, and its primary and specialty care clinics. As a two-step vaccination process, Ocker says the first recipients will receive a second dose from the next shipment received. After hospital-related staff have been vaccinated, Ocker says Evangelical will work with the state to widen the vaccine effort with future shipments. And Geisinger has established a new online resource to help address questions about the COVID-19 vaccine. Information will include details about the vaccine safety information and uh, who Geisinger should vaccinate according to state guidance and answers to frequently asked questions. The resource hub is online at geisinger.org slash covid Facts. Geisinger said they will begin providing vaccines to its frontline staff who provide significant care to patients with COVID-19, along with other frontline staff in critical departments. Vaccine eligibility will expand as supplies and distribution protocols allow. Geisinger is expected to receive two to 3,000 vaccine doses in the initial shipment. They will begin vaccinating eligible employees this week. And that's our look at the news, and we have two calls uh, coming in, and we will get to them right now. Now, Bob, you're on the mark. Good morning. I'd like to talk virus. Go ahead. You're on the, uh, the evening news says that uh, 300,000 U.S. citizens have lost their lives. I doubt that's true. I mean, no, no Hispanics, no undocumented, no one, no one has died in that, in that set. The other thing, you know, Wolf is in charge of so many um, employees for the, for the Pennsylvania. So why don't they make it compulsory that they, they mask up? My other complaint is... The plain people in the area of Mifflinburg, every Saturday night, get together for volleyball. Two weeks ago, for sure, uh, the word I got was 200 people gathered at one place to play volleyball. Well, I don't know, you know I didn't see volleyball playing six foot apart and, and not mingling. And, of course, then they have cookies and all that other rigmarole. And then they come back out and spread into our neighborhood, selling produce or groceries or whatever, doing chores or whatever, work on buildings and whatever. So they're, they're back in, you know, contaminating our area again. They don't believe in it. They travel out of state. They're not documented. So I don't understand how we're going to ever get out of this disease. 
Well, I, I think the issue there is their religious freedom. Now, I guess if you want to claim to have a, a certain religious uh, prohibition against uh, wearing a mask. Well, Joe, <laughs> what is the religious freedom uh, argument? I, I haven't heard religious freedom uh, involved. Well, that the, the Amish don't choose to participate in a lot of what we do in this world today. Yeah, but they pick and choose, you know. Oh, they I do, agree, they, they pick choose, and choose. They very are very involved in, their, in our commerce and our, you know, capitalism, you know, in our societies. But I agree with you. I think that it's really hard. Joe and I were talking off, uh, off air about legislation and you know, in my opinion and in my experience, sometimes things have to be legislated because people have varying degrees of information, in, you know, that they avail themselves with. Uh, intellect. That's um, a polite way of Kerry saying yeah. that the government needs to take care of us to prevent us from harm harming ourselves. Yes. Um, well, because, you know, sometimes you have to legislate because, as Joe was saying, if he chooses not to wear a mask, that is his choice, but he fails to understand that, you know, I, you know, I, I don't, as Joe's of Medicare age, I would imagine. I'm a little beyond that. <laughs> yeah, but if he chooses not to wear a but mask, but I do wear a mask. So. Yeah, but but if he, if somebody you know, to, if anybody on Medicare, Medicaid, the government is supplementing their you know, and most people are being supplemented. If they get sick because of the choices they make, or cause others to be sick because of the choices they make, it has ramifications in society. But that's not the Amish. They pay their own way. They don't take those benefits. They have their own health insurance. They pay for it. And you know, most of the hospitals have some kind of a deal with the Amish that if they come in, they get a kind of a discount for paying cash. And that is true, but they, they are able to pay for it because they participate in our economy. Well, no argument there. So what would you have them do, Bob? Well, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's nail it down or, or get people responsible or don't go to our places of business. Let them, let them stay within them, themselves. Well, they are pretty insular, aren't they? I mean, that's no. not... No. I met with Amish men the other day about a railing from my house, and nobody was wearing masks. Oh. So... And it, the big thing, too, with the stimulus check that went out, most of them, people say that they, they turned them back or they gave them to other people. I doubt that very much. When you're talking about a family of six or eight people, that's a pile of money. So, you know, I don't think they're quite as honest as they like to believe us to believe they are. Well, well not, wear, not wearing a mask is not being dishonest. Um, no, 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 they're talking about the stimulus check. They said that they don't, they don't believe in us, they won't take the money, but if you take a household of six or eight people, the amount of money that that check was responsible for, you can't tell me that they all sent them, they all sent them back. I, I don't know for a fact that they even got them, do you? Yes, they did. Everybody did. Oh, if you uh, had every, a every income, yeah. income tax yeah. return, you yeah. got a check. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, you know, it does create some issues. I won't argue that with you. you. You've got a point there, Bob. But on the other hand, if you choose to avoid them, in other words, Carrie said she dealt with somebody who came to her house to give her an estimate on something. She didn't have to. When she saw there was no mask involved, she could have said, I'm sorry, I'll have to leave. I, I don't wish to deal with you because you're not wearing a mask. You know, so if enough people make it hard for them to uh, not wear masks, maybe they'll start. Public pressure, yeah. yeah. But that's about the only way you got anything done today, though. But you said about the governor. I think the governor does require state employees to wear masks. I don't think the, that they're not, exempt from that. Not compulsory. Not compulsory. I know people that aren't wearing and are working. They're working for the state. But are they working highway, by themselves? Are they, are they in their own home offices? Are they out? No, 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 no. They're out. They're out with us. 
hmm. fixing roads and doing stuff like that. Oh well, the PennDOT employees, if they're if yes, they're sir. out outside and they're working, you know, not within close proximity to one another, I guess that would be all right. But it's I know a hard to pass the road though if you're not close to somebody. Well, I know from uh, my involvement <laughs> with with the uh, Susquehanna Valley Thruway project that they had some issues with COVID that they had to, you know, they had to tell the contractors how they had to behave. So they did put certain restrictions on the contractors with respect to how they handled this, uh, the, the building of the bridge during the COVID period. So I, I don't really know, but you bring up an interesting point. We'll see if we can get you an answer on that or hear something definitive, Bob. Thanks so much Thank for calling. Thank you very much. Take care, buddy. All right. Uh, Dale, you are on the mark. Yeah, I want you to hear this, then you can respond to it. Well, it seems like the racket's starting to happen, okay? Here's a racket. Our a ra- you lawyers. say a racket is starting to happen? Yeah, our elected lawyers are starting to hear our colleagues on the other side crying about funding. So our elected lawyers are going to give PPE to trial lawyers, and then they're going to lend small business, private small business, they're going to give them loans. Is that a racket or not? No. <laughs> Fair why, enough. why, why? You're telling me lawyers or uh, law firms are struggling? Or are I, they I, think, I think that everybody's struggling in some level, except for maybe big stores. So but I do think it's unfair when we're closing small, small businesses, businesses and Walmarts okay. can stay open. You're, t- you're tying my shoelace, okay? You're telling me small, private small businesses get loans and small law firms get uh, PPE? Come on. I mean, PPE. I don't, I've never heard about lawyers and, and small. Uh, do you well, mean the paper you understand why casinos don't allow their employees to get what casino, or you don't understand that? So they don't game the system. You understand that? That's common sense. So don't tie the tie, tie my shoes together. Well, if we tie your shoes together, Dale, you might trip over the bar association. <laughs> well, you just keep yapping, yapping. You're telling me that's not a racket. They're going to ask. Their peers on the other side are asking for free money. I'm telling okay. you, I'm okay. telling you, the legal community is not a racket, Dale. I am telling you that. Absolutely yeah. telling well, you why, that. Well, why do casinos don't allow their casi- uh, employees to gamble at casinos? What do, casi- what do casinos have to do with attorneys? Other than they don't the fact that- the system, brother. That's how they do it. They know the laws in and out. Come on, man. Well, lawyers now, do know the laws. That's, the that's their job. Ah, but they didn't know the law. Why would you hire them? Thank yeah. God. When I sit in front but of my lawyer, relations, I feel like... Public relations are the ones saying everything's all fine and all like that. That's okay. All the people running their mouth for for money. People actually work for money. You know that? Dale, or, Dale, can I ask, did you vote in the last sure. election? No, I don't vote. Are you kidding me? Well, then... I'm, you know, I'm way smarter than that. Uh, well, um, Joe, I, I don't even know what to say to this man. I, yeah, somebody I, who has such opinions but doesn't participate in a process where he can influence. Earning money, other people, while other people work, and you're going to tell and tell people what's fair. Okay, that's fine. No well, but you I mean, have like, a vote. You have a yeah, voice. You do. Use you, it. Yeah, if you don't like what's going on, well, thank you so much for that. He's not going to continue to debate us. But seriously, I mean, I, I, Dale believes, and, and I don't know where he comes by this belief, that the Bar Association and attorneys are kind of like, if not the root of all evil, certainly... Uh, fans of all evil. <laughs> Gosh, I can think of, uh, you know, I mean, I think any any lawyer, uh, I, I understand why they're judged, but if it weren't for people that fought for rights throughout history, and most of the time they're attorneys on yeah. behalf of others, um, to change major laws or policy. Well, I hate um, to use a cliche, but some of my best friends are lawyers. <laughs> I Listen, I love a lawyer. Okay. Uh, we won't go into that now. I think I think it's so intriguing because it's like a game, you know, in many respects. It's like, you know, who can come up with the argument that prevails? And I think it's I think it's really interesting. I love law. Well, we have an, a 
text from someone who says Biden is compromised by his dealings with the Chinese communists. He has been getting rich off his position in government while in office. Did Biden report his 10% take from his Chinese business deals on his taxes? It appears he didn't because in the last debate, he mentioned his taxes and there were no China deals on it. Okay, there's one. Is that fact, Joe? I don't know. Uh, so you we know. read text just, just because? Well, we read opinions. Okay, okay. Is, okay. This, oh, this that's an opinion. opinion. Okay, right. okay. Well, you know, he wants to state it as an fact, but yeah. basically it's his opinion that there was okay. nothing in there. From Stan. You're right. Stan said that. And uh, let's see. We have another text here that we will get to. Um, and it says... If you see a business open trying to earn a living and feed their families, either go in and support them or continue on your way and mind your own business. I think that's fair. I think I have an opinion. Okay. I got a text from a friend. Um, yeah, I said earlier about had this past four years uh, caused near divorce for any couples. Uh-huh. <laughs> did, anybody, did anybody know out there? You know, and I got a friend. She said that uh, definitely. Um, she said that. Uh, this election almost caused a divorce in her household. She said it was horrible. She even asked her boss about working from home, <laughs> that they're maybe a, a vacation home. Um, and uh, I know, you know, I, I can identify. I just think that's, I think there are more people like us out there. Well, we've got two calls coming in, and we'll hopefully get to them. And we have to take a quick break on on the mark. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the FMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merce family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGran, and with me, Carrie Albright. Mark Lawrence is off hunting. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I guarantee you he'll be back with tons of stories about how he almost got a deer. Bob from Pax Sinus, you're on the mark. Yeah, good morning. I guess we'll never see Trump's taxes. He only paid $750 last year. That's what you think. You don't know that. You haven't seen his tax return, Bob. Be fair about it. Has anybody? Well, listen, I don't think yeah, we ever making, will now. But you're making an assertion that he only paid $750 in tax. Well, they wouldn't have said it if it wasn't true. Well, they say, Joe Biden, they, they say Joe Biden's son is a crook, but you don't buy that, do you? But you know what? You have how many years to fix your taxes? Okay. Uh, there, there are more taxes than just personal income tax. There's business taxes. All of the employee. I mean, actually, I'm defending Trump on this because I don't have all the information. But there are when he employs people, they pay taxes. Um, there oh, are yeah. there are you know the, the the river is very deep when it comes to very large corporations and the kinds of things they have to pay out right. in order to be in business in their local communities. And I don't for a second jump on that bandwagon that he you know only paid seven hundred fifty dollars and whatever. I think that that's 
there's more information to be well, learned about that. it sounds nice if you want to beat somebody over the head with something, saying that a millionaire or billionaire only made $750 in taxes. That's crazy. It's certainly yeah. something that would get people's blood boiling. Right, right. But, you know, there are plenty of loopholes in this country in, in, in the taxes, Bob. Exactly. Let's face it. And, and until the government closes those loopholes, why is it wrong to take advantage of them? I mean, if someone says to me, if you have a green sticker in your car, you can go through red lights. Would you not do it? Uh, <laughs> well, also, he's being advised by accountants. You know, he's not sitting in front of his all of his financial documents yeah, making the decision. I don't think decision. he's sitting there with a lampshade no. over his head trying to do his taxes with a pencil. No. But in any event, you know, I'll, I'll agree with you, Bob, that everybody should pay their fair share of taxes and we should close these loopholes. So we can go from there. Do you think that... Do you think that Joe Biden's got run for president and had money income from China? You know they're already starting investigations on them, their family. That's why Bill Barr's resigning so that the next guy can go after him. And the reason that the Hunter Biden thing didn't come out during the election was because it's it's a protected thing while you're running for president. Well, I agree that, that the, well, it's not, just, like that. it's not just running for president. Their policy is that they won't release anything prior to an election that could impact on, on that election. Unlike uh, Comey, who four years ago uh, let out the fact that he was looking at Hillary Clinton's emails. Mm -hmm. He did the wrong thing. Barr did the right thing. And as far as uh, Trump, what he's doing right now on his last days in office is he's trying to take away health care from people. He's trying to... How's he doing that, know, Bob? How's he taking away health care? I see, I see him on the golf course. <laughs> How's he taking away health care? He's trying to defund people with Medicare and stuff like that, making it harder for them with pre or it's in the paper. It's he's made it perfectly to... clear that he supports any, any insurance plan would have to have pre-existing conditions. Every member of the United States Senate, Republican and Democrat, said that they would not vote for any health care bill that did not include pre-existing conditions. So, I mean, that What makes... he says and what he does is different. Okay, so everybody lying down there is lying? Is Biden lying, yeah. too? And look at all these Republicans that stuck behind him. Fred Keller and... Um, they should all resign. They shouldn't even be in office anymore, going against our Constitution. How are they going against our Constitution? Standing up for Trump's lies about this election being fraudulent and stuff. Lying isn't unconstitutional, Bob. If he's lying... Well, when you take it to court, it is. No, and when it you isn't. go to a... a, a that's your right. If you don't like your neighbor's fence, you can sue him. You might not win, but you have an absolute right to file a lawsuit in this country. This is a country of laws. Not if it's a fraudulent lawsuit. Then it will be thrown out I mean, of court. You can't go to, As it was. You can't, go, you can't go to court and say, oh, well, uh, this dead person voted. You know, maybe he voted before he died. Is it, that a legal vote? It wasn't fraudulent uh, uh, if the, the courts may be held that there wasn't sufficient evidence, but nobody accused him of filing a fraudulent lawsuit. That well, no, they, wouldn't, they just said, said it. They wouldn't do it. They just said, oh, there was fraud, 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 fraud. They won't put it in writing. No, no, you're talking would, about the fraudulent. You're it. talking about the fraudulent lawsuit. No one, no judge has said that the lawsuits filed by the on behalf of the president was fraudulent. No one said that. They said no, yeah. there wasn't sufficient evidence, maybe, but no one said it was fraudulent. Right. I don't know. I just hope things turn around here soon. Well, and, I agree uh, with you there. <laughs> we we could use and, a, a rest pit. <laughs> A rest pit. I understand. I understand businesses need to stay open, but I mean, if they're going to set you 
within four feet of somebody, I mean, that's not very good. Then don't go. You got these PennDOT drivers, state drivers driving around in trucks. They're, they're more than, they're closer than six feet apart, and they're not wearing masks either together working. So I can see where people are coming from saying that. Well, let's say you and I work together, Bob, and I know that you, when you go home at night, you stay in, you don't go out to bars, you don't go to restaurants, you know, you're taking care of yourself. When you do go out, you wear a mask, and you and I are working together, and you know the same thing about me. If we have confidence in each other and our ability to take care of ourselves, do we have to absolutely wear a mask if we're working together and trust that the other person's doing the right thing? Well, I, as far as I can see is as far as I trust you. Okay. Well, then you're not very trusting. So I, wear, so I wear two masks when I'm at work. Okay. Well, fair enough. And if I have to, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm doing when I'm going to the stores now. I'm wearing two. Two. Okay. Hey, Bob, thanks for your yeah. call. We appreciate it. Cindy, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning. And, and let's all be happy. It isn't snowing yet, but I'm excited that it's going to snow. I think that'll be wonderful. <laughs> well, you're excited. I'm hysterical. I'm worried about it. I'm excited, too, Cindy. I agree with you. <laughs> Just check your list. Do you have toilet paper and butter and eggs and bread and milk? Anyway, I am kind of amazed at the hypocrisy and, uh, and naivete of some of the callers who thought it was acceptable for the last four years for a endless rant of criticism and accusations which were groundless to go against a president. And now when the shoe falls on the other foot, they're outraged. I, I just am astounded. I wonder if there is an inauguration, which there should not be, by the way, an inauguration ceremony on the Capitol, because that would be the gathering of millions of people. And we all know we shouldn't do that. But if they did that and the Republicans did not show up, would that be okay? Because I'll remind everyone that when President Trump was inaugurated en masse, the Democrats did not show up. And the television made a point of showing it repeatedly, their seats all empty. Would that then be acceptable? If, if now the Republicans spent the next four years ceaselessly accusing President Biden of any number of uh, scandals or whatever, would that be okay? Because that's what just happened for the last four years. If for the next four years, Anyone who came within four feet of Biden was investigated. It was insinuated that he, be, he or she behaved criminally, that they were forced so much so they had to hire lawyers to defend themselves. Would that be acceptable? Because that's what's just gone on for the last few years. If Biden's children were young, would it be okay for people to attack them? How about his wife? Is it going to be okay to criticize everything about her, including the shoes and the coat she wears? Is that going to be acceptable? Because that's what's gone on for the last four years. Oh, you're absolutely correct. That's exactly what's gone on for the last four Every years. Every one of those things has gone on for the last four years. And is that the world we want? Is that the country we want? Because who's going to step up to lead? When they know that the uh, that among the things anyone that they hold as a friend or and all of their family will be viciously attacked for the next four years, is that who's going to put up with that? Who's going to step up? You know, single people. 
Cindy, <laughs> hi, it's Carrie. Thank you. Um, I appreciate. Uh, and it was uh, at first, it was hard to tell exactly where you land on the political spectrum, and I don't think it matters. I just want to offer that. Um, I think that it's terrible the way that we tear down people in the public in public office. I think that we all have private lives, and if we can do our jobs uh, to a certain extent, that what we do uh, in our private lives should not matter um, to only a certain extent. But I also think that there's been nobody that's been more vicious and hateful in his speech and rhetoric toward others than Donald Trump um, over these past four years on a consistent basis and daily uh, through any avenue. Um, so I think that, you know, when you have leaders that lead like he does, you're going to get a country like we have. But he's a counterpuncher, as I've said on the program many exactly. times. He's not just a counterpuncher, I, I, Joe. I don't he's excuse, not just a counterpuncher. I mean, puncher. to what extent? I served on the school board. So to what extent would I take the criticism I received as a school board member before I responded to it? And in kind. You know, is it our expectation that we can throw mud on these people incessantly, 24-7, 365 times basically five years, and that no repercussions will come back on us? I think that's ridiculous. A ridiculous expectation. And should I not, as that candidate, as that human being that you're, let's pretend it's you and I, that you're attacking, should I not be able to respond to you in kind? Why um, should I be expected as the, as the political person to take whatever accusations people level at me and worse yet at my children and my wife or husband and take that in good humor regardless of what you say about me and regardless of the truth of it? First of all, that's just a ridiculous expectation of a human being to put up with that, to endure that. You know, what? And it may be true. I, I just wonder... The Democrats tied our country in knots for the last four years, accusing President Trump of everything he could think of and all of his children of anything they could think of. And anybody, as I said, who came within four feet of the man. So is this what we can expect for the next four years that people who oppose Biden and obviously there's a very large group of people who do that they put their energies to that. And what will this mean to our country? Well, Cindy, you just, said, you just said energy. And I think that when you are constantly defensive and attacking and counterpunching, like Joe said, that, that he thinks that Trump is only a counterpuncher, um, even when you do that, you just add fuel to the fire. You just throw energy at something. And sometimes good leaders know when to shut their mouth and then just move on. Um, when you when you when you counterpunch or when you dignify or acknowledge something, a criticism, you're just feeding energy, giving it energy. And sometimes good leaders need to show that they're focused on more important matters and not just defending their own, their own uh, behavior. Fair enough. Hey, well, and you would hope then that the other side would cease, would you not? Yep, you would. But if I ignored bad behavior, that behavior would cease. That did not happen in this country for the last four years. Fair enough, Cindy. Thank We've you. got one call pending and another one coming in. We'll go to Chris before we take a quick break. Chris, you're on the mark. Yeah, I think Sydney's just being really silly there. Boy, I hardly know where to begin. Does, it, does truth matter at all to her? Well, you know... All, what's all the Democrats' criticisms were lies. But what you, did one... But she, her point was, does he ever tell the truth? Does her, he just use names? Was the did, truth always did told Joe, about him? Did Biden ever insult uh, uh, Trump that he had to make up Sleepy Joe? There's way too Come much on. of insulting, I agree. I mean, It's ridiculous. 
But her point was bigger than that. Her point was... No, it wasn't. Her point was... was now, wait a second. Her point was that President Trump's family was attacked, and that's true. His children, his young son, Barron, was attacked. The media made fun of his wife, her terrible Christmas tree decorations. They, they came after him on every level, came after everybody associated with him. They didn't even wait till he was inaugurated. But, you know, and I'm not saying that some of it wasn't deserved, Chris. It was. But okay. on the other hand, if well, this is going to... Here's what she. Here's what she's asking. Here's what here's what she's asking. She is asking if that's going to be acceptable behavior now that Biden's the president, and that is a fair question. Oh, geez, Joe. I guess uh, and and the the Republican criticism of uh, remember the big scandals in the Obama campaign in the Obama office, Obama put his feet up on the desk, and that was almost uh, worse than Watergate. They accused Obama of 17 things that were worse than Watergate. What 17 things? You can find one or two scandals in his administration that are worth remembering. Who Who was guilty of what? Well, you know, first of all, nobody's guilty of anything. They tried to impeach the president. They couldn't impeach him. They didn't try uh, to well, impeach no, hold Obama. It, hold it, hold well, it. He, he was impeached. impeached. He, he was impeached. No, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. They didn't convict him. Yes, they didn't convict him. He all wasn't right, impeached. I'm, they, they did impeach him, but they didn't convict him. All right. Forgive right. me the and, semantics. And uh, and it was by a party line vote, except for one that was uh, the Republican. And it was pretty much a party line vote the last time it was tried to impeach a president. Yes, yeah, so it was the first time you ever got a guilty vote from the president's party. So what? And uh, he it still would have been didn't... much better. Look what, how much better it would have been if Pence had been president the last two, year, two years. I'm sure the, media, the, the year. mainstream media would have found just as much to dislike about him. Oh, now you see, yeah. You can always say they would have, they would have, they could have. Let's stick to the facts, Joe. Those are the facts, Chris. No, no, no the facts, that's future, future the, predictions. The fact you don't is, know are true. the mainstream media wouldn't give a Republican credit for anything good these oh, days. That's not true. Yeah. They, they favored Bush over Gore. Come on. We're talking 20 years ago. I'm talking today, Chris. You're always saying that I. <laughs> well, you always get, saying get, I. Get, get you are always saying I go back and I go to the, to the past. Now you're doing it, buddy. You're doing it's it on your side. No, you're the one who's making this up, Joe. You're saying you're talking about future stuff. I'm talking about stuff that really happened. Talk about really stuff that really happened. Like what did the Republicans do yesterday? What really happened is that the what, media what was happened, terrible what did to the, the president. What Republicans do yesterday? Do you know what they did? Well, in what regard? They did a lot about of things. The, uh, they, they, they tried to seat a set of Trump electors in Washington from Michigan. They tried to talk their way into the building to put in Trump electors. The Arizona oh, it's all theater. people sent in, sent in a phony uh, report. They had a phony paper with Trump documents saying they were the official uh, elect, uh, electors. And Nancy Pelosi uh, won't come uh, to the table. Central, Nancy Pelosi won't come to the table for virus relief. What about that? What about Nancy Pelosi? of electors for Trump in case they, they're needed in the future. Listen, Chris, the ba- there's bad on both sides of the political spectrum. The, Nancy, were, yeah, but these were real Republicans, elected Republicans doing these. And real, real Democrats like Nancy Pelosi wouldn't come to the table to, because they didn't want to give the president a win on something like re- coronavirus relief for people who are hungry. She still won't come to the table. 
Oh, so now we're cha- changing the t- subject again. No, we're talking about political malfeasance. You're saying there's some on the Republican side. I'm saying there's some on the Democratic but side. The Democrats are perfect, but they, she had a lot of other reasons for doing that, too. Yeah, right. That's like she not wanted, the only one. wanted to make sure that the uh, the states got their uh, crappy yes, uh, pension yes, plans state, bailed out. The, the states and local governments do need money. This 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 is really costing not, them in both in tax dollars not to and bail in out services of, they have to provide, Joe. Not to bail Don't out. You know the states Don't again, not to, ba- not to bail the states out again, Chris. Not to bail the states out again. What do you mean, bail the states out That's again? That's what she wants to do. If you're she not w- going to bail the states out, who's worth bailing out? The people of the United States are worth bailing out, Chris, not the states. The people who, who actually are trying to make a li- the people who are actually trying to make a living, who have families to feed, who have businesses to run, they deserve the, our help, not the, the politicians. Okay. The states employ a lot of people, Joe. And, and what no, the- he just. Terry, he only knows how to repeat talking points. Really? Oh, look who's talking. He's, he's really sucking. <laughs> look with who's that. look who's talking. Hey, Chris, I love oh, the hey, Okay, <laughs> ask me something. All right, I'll ask you to call us again tomorrow because we got two other calls pending and a break to take. Thanks, Chris. Always fun talking to you, even though we quite often disagree. We have a break to take. We have two calls on the line waiting to get on the mark, and we're going to get to them in just a moment. And we are back on the mark. We have one call that I put on hold on line one, and we have two other calls pending. And we're going to start with Mike from Millmont. Mike, you're on the mark. Hi. How are you guys today? Hanging in there. How about you, Mike? Good. Uh, I, I always opposed uh, Trump's being president of the United States because I have a wife, a daughter, two daughter-in-laws, and three granddaughters. Thank you. Mike. I never, I never got, I never got by his behavior towards women and this the serial groper uh, behavior that he <laughs> was always involved in all the time. I never could get by that. And to say that that Trump never got, a, never got a break, and people never, I guess uh, the right wingers and the Republicans were, were were kind and indulgent to uh, President Obama. Is not, that what you're trying to say? Nope, not entirely. O'Connell said their main O'Connell said their main duty in life was to make sure that President Obama was a one-term president. Yeah. So it turns out Obama takes a bunch of static from them for eight years. Turns out Trump's only had to take it for four, so he actually got off easy, didn't he? Well, I would That's say that Trump, Trump had it about five times worse than Obama did, though. Who said? Your opinion, that's your Joe. opinion. I, I, I totally disagree. <laughs> well, that's what this program's at least, at least all about. Trump wasn't. Well, he wasn't acted upon on account of the color of his skin or his race, like Obama was sometimes. No, not by anything the President Trump's or the Republicans said. Nobody came down to President Obama's I'm not, race. I'm not I'm oh talking gosh, about what the Republicans said no Republican about Obama. Officials, huh? When Obama was President of the United States, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the Republicans and the Democrats. I mean, I think people went after Obama because of his policies, not because of the color of his skin. Oh, now, well, I, I totally disagree. Everybody yeah. knows that's Early not on, true. You think, the Republicans, you think the Republicans went after him because of the color of his skin? Some of them did, yeah. Maybe in a sub- more subver- subversive way. Yeah. But not. I tried to. I tried overtly. to school you guys before about well, either way driving while bl- driving driving while black and the, and the talk and stuff like that. And you never seem to learn about the experience of a black man in in the United States and the way they look at our society. So well, we can't possibly you just ignore it. And evangelicals run out and and vote for a serial groper to be president of the United States. 
And then everybody just supposed to sit around and say, oh, well, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that, I suppose. Yeah, that, huh? was, well, that was a massive break, wasn't it, Mike? <laughs> Talk about getting breaks. Listen. There are human failings yeah. all over the place. Uh, there are yeah, Democrats. Yeah. There, you know, nobody's right. nobody's why, why talking. Why do you think it's only wait this? Second, wait, a second, who... wait, wait a second. Let me put you. Let all me right, just stop you ahead. for a second. Go Who's going to hit his the, mute the media is not. The mainstream <laughs> media is not even looking at Swalwell's Swalwell's uh, alleged uh, sexual relationship with a Chinese spy. They're not even talking about that. But if Trump or somebody in the Trump administration was accused of that, man, the media would be all over it, and you know it. Well, who is he, and who cares anyway? He's a congressman who has yeah, been targeted. Yeah, never heard. I don't even know who you're talking about. Congress. That's right. Yeah. You don't know who I'm talking about because the mainstream media isn't covering it. it a is. United States That's congressman, a United States congressman accused of having a sexual Listen relationship with Listen a Chinese spy. I'm not talking about Stillwell or whatever his Swalwell. name is. I'm Swalwell. talking about President <laughs> All you do is deflect, 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 and talk about somebody other than that is why Joe is such a good host. Conversation is about, <laughs> but uh, the conversation. Why do you do that all hey, the time? You drive me nuts with that. The conversation you brought up, you said serial gropers. Then the president's bad. There are other people involved in I politics was, who are misbehaving. I was misbehaving. reneging what what Cindy said about people not being kind to Trump. When in all reality, nobody was kind to Obama for eight years either which nobody ever seems to mention. And I agree with you on that. I think the Republicans treated President it Obama pretty badly. It started back O'Connell said... But two wrongs now, make, two wrongs do, now do our, make a right? Do our skins wrong so that Obama doesn't become be a, a two-term president. So now do two wrongs make a right? Is that your point, Mike? No, not at all. But I'd like to know who's going to flip that switch and turn that dumb stuff off. It's, uh, I Somebody think it, should. Well, I'll agree what? with you on that. Unfortunately, it works because it, it plays to the like the lowest form of humanity. Um, people listen to it. They don't investigate the truth in it. It's, it's unfortunate uh -huh. that we have a whole electorate that just believes whatever some people say. Look, I've said this before, and it's hey, true. Hey, listen. Well, all right, go ahead. All right, go ahead. I was go just going to say, there are 140 Protestant sects. There are divisions within Sex. the Catholic Church. There are divisions within the Jewish <laughs> faith. You know, so what we, what you have is you have people who look at the same set of facts and arrive at different conclusions. Yeah, but that's they're, they're, all I'm but saying. As he pointed out, the evangelicals, you know, dismiss and cherry pick what they want to include in their, you know. Don't we all? Yes, but his point is valid. That the, the hypocrisy and I'm I think not arguing he, that. I agree his point's way. valid. Yeah. But it's valid both directions. It's not that it's valid one yeah. way. No, you're you're right. Okay, Mike, we'll give you the last word. Then we have two other calls to get to. Oh, uh, the last word. Yep. Uh, right. Uh, evangelicals and right wingers should be jumping up and down about the. Uh, the latest uh, Supreme Court rulings because they got their boy in there and, and he they put his people on the Supreme Court. So uh, uh, instead of being distraught about how they ruled about the president, shouldn't they be happy? They, I'm got, happy. they got exactly what they wanted. I'm happy that they did what the, they did the right thing. Well, so am I. I'm really <laughs> glad to see that they... Uh, which means that all the, the Democrats about are, time, isn't it? Which uh, means that all the Democrats are saying, "Oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. It's going to be horrible. We got to pack the court." Well, they were wrong, Trump, weren't they? Trump weren't they, Mike? Saying, he's got his people on the Supreme Court 
What are you supposed to get a positive connotation from well, that? They're, or what? they're smarter well, his, his than people him. Were, his people were good people. They're That's smarter the point. than Trump. Hey, we got to move on. Credit for that. Hey, Mike, we got to move on. I'm sorry. We got to take a last break of the day. We have two calls pending. Both of them are one minute calls, and we will be back. We still have time for your call if you want to weigh in. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at seven zero two three six. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the FMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merce family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle with a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGranahan here along with Carrie Albright and two calls to each get one minute. Cindy, your minute of fame begins now. I just want to say, having had this power myself, that every one of these states has the power of taxation. They made pledges to people, their employees, whomever, on behalf of their citizens. Their citizens elected them and put them there to do it and put them back in many cases. And so their citizens should bear the burden of their choices, not their neighbor. If, if in my role as a Sealand Grove school board member, I wanted to spend more money than we had, I couldn't go make Lewisburg pay the bill or Mifflinburg or Philadelphia or whatever. It was up to the people of Sealand Grove to pay that bill. And if they weren't happy, they could take it out on me. And so, the, no, the, the federal government should not be bailing out the states who have these failing budgets. They, those states, have the power of taxation. They should turn back to their constituents, their citizens, and say, Annie up, pay the bill. And let me just say to KOK quickly, thank you for On the Santa. It's a joy. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot, Cindy. Appreciate your call, and you did it right at a minute. One of our emailers says, Obama had 89% positive news coverage, Trump 92% negative news coverage, fairness, facts, etc. Some folks seem uninformed about media coverage. Ben needs to pipe down on Al, that. Al, you got Please. a minute. Al, go thank ahead. Uh, there's a Democrat party and a Republican party. Now we're talking about starting a new party. Uh, be, maybe Trump could be our founder, and it'd be the Patriot Party. That that Republican was tried before. Party. There was a Patriot Party well, before. Yeah, well, I think we should try and reinstitute it because the Republicans are just kind of lukewarm, won't really pursue, and they want to be nice. And the Democrats are, are cold and calculating, um, and I commend them for that because they really do a lot better job than the Republicans. But I say patriots because that was our founding, and the only thing us patriots are going to fear is God. We aren't going to fear the Republicans. We aren't going to fear the Democrats. We're going to go what this country was founded on, and we'd be the Patriot Party 
like I said, and the All only right. thing we're going to fear is God. And time, time is up, Al. Hey, but, you know, good luck with starting your party. You know, uh, wish you the best of luck <laughs> on that. We'll have to see how that works out for you. We have a tech, or an email from Doug who says, What amazes me most about this pandemic is I haven't heard anything from the media or CDC about one of the biggest issues in dealing with COVID. It's not people wearing or not wearing masks. I believe it's our country's unhealthy lifestyle. I've heard from a few doctors about building our immune system by getting outside in the sunshine, exercising, taking vitamin supplements, and eating right. But I don't recall hearing anything about this from the World Health Organization or the CDC or the media as a whole. Nor do they talk about what you should do if you happen to pick up the virus. It's all about masking up and staying home. Something about this whole pandemic hasn't made sense to me from the beginning. And that's signed by Doug. Doug, I'm going to agree with you because I go to the gym when the gym is open every day, seven days a week. And my doctor told me that I'm doing more for myself by doing that than she can do for me. And yet I, the governor's decided I can't go there because he thinks it's not safe. But I, I tell you, the gym I go to, and I'll mention this Planet Fitness, they, the place is so clean, you could eat off the floor. You know, they've been, you know, it's just, I feel safe there. And yet they've closed it down. Yeah, we were talking about this off air, that um, I think the application of the law needs to be more micromanaged and, and up, uh, keep the gyms open. It's healthy. And Doug, I agree with you. Um, I, had a, I happened to work in the medical field, and I had a patient tell me one day, she's got Medicare, and Medicare requires doctors to do certain things and say certain things and ask certain questions when patients are in their office. And one of them is if, if you see a patient that's overweight, you have to say something about it. And this patient told me that she stopped going to her family doctor because every time she went, he told her she was overweight, which was contributing to some of her health problems. So she actually stopped going. And I, I told stopped her... Stopped going she, to the doctors? Yeah. Well, she stopped going to her family doctor because she didn't like her being told every time she went that she was overweight. And I, I let her know that he has to say that because she has Medicare. And she probably didn't know that. And a lot of patients don't know that Medicare requires physicians to say certain things. So, you know, there's an example of, of somebody who's just not, doesn't want to hear the fact that she's not taking care of herself and contributing to her own, you know, potentially comorbidity But does issues. the doctor know why she's overweight? Is it a metabolism thing or is it oh. overeating or unhealthy lifestyle? Well, that's for a doctor to answer. I think that metabolism could be, you can fight that. You, you increase your metabolism by doing exercise. I mean, she doesn't do any of that. But it just is a is a stupid reaction to a good advice from a physician. Like well, you, yeah. you, you pay attention. You go to your, you go to your gym. You make the time. You prioritize your health. A lot of people, to Doug's point, don't prioritize their health, so they're adding to their own vulnerable conditions that make them more likely to maybe die of COVID or get COVID. Who knows? So again, you're you're coming down on the side of the government needs to protect us from ourselves. In some cases, yes. Carrie, it's been a delight having you. Thank I'm you, sure Jim. we'll have you back again. Thank you so much for being with us today. Such a pleasure. Mark Lawrence and I will be back at it again tomorrow. We invite your calls and participation at that time. Mark will tell us all about the great experience he had killing a deer. And you'll be listening to On the Mark on WKOK Sunbury.